Welcome to 3AM, a learning opportunity furnished by the McFarland Group. This podcast conversation is driven to bring the best stories and solutions from social impact superstars to optimize your impact as you disrupt the status quo to make the world better. Why 3 a.m.? Well, according to traditional Chinese medicine, 3 a.m. is the time in a person's daily cycle when the body intersects the work of detoxification, rest, recovery, and planning. The 3 a.m. podcast captures moments of thinking and planning when these driven leaders awaken to wonder what dream to go after, what next steps to take, or how to fix something that may have gone awry. Their stories will help all of those who aspire to change the world. For this episode of 3AM, I tapped into a favorite friend of mine and Vassar College classmate, Hank Dearden, the founder of Forest Planet. Hank is based in Washington, D.C. This social impact organization has created a model that uses a humble tree sapling to bring about sustainable global social change. Forest Planet believes if you plant trees, you plant hope. Hank Dearden and his organization show us how a tree taking root provides so much for the planet. Wildlife habitat restoration, soil mediation, carbon sequestration, and a community development in terms of income security and food security. And how does he get there? With big goals like providing opportunities to create a net zero carbon footprint, or leveraging brand differentiation opportunities to attract companies to the social impact work of Forest Planet through a simple, unique, and customized way that painlessly helps the planet. He'll tell us how buying honey from a company in southeastern Pennsylvania provides reforestation work in Madagascar that impacts the marine species at the bottom of the food chain. Ah, there's so much to learn. Hank joins us remote from his offices in Washington, D.C. I promise you that although you're going to be listening, the way Hank tells his story, you'll see it happen, unfold right in front of you. So let's jump in. Hank, thanks so much for joining us on 3AM today. Great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a marvelous thing to, to be able to talk with you about this exciting venture that you're on. And you have worked so hard. You are the epitome of somebody who has this idea and just works it and works it and works it. And I'm, I'm thrilled to see what's been happening. I'll, and we'll talk about all of that. First, just full disclosure, I need to let everyone know that Hank is a is an incredible um, dancer. And it has been my privilege, along with a bunch of other folks, to uh, get whirled around. And um, all you hear him, he, he always says, just follow me. And it is just, it's always been a delight. So that's that's a thing that I always treasure. And I think it's one of those things we always talk about and look forward to whenever we're back on campus or whatever. Um, we also kind of grew up, not necessarily together, we met uh, when we were going up to school, but uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. And so I thought, how exciting would it be to um, have a Washingtonian talk about the world of social impact as well. Um, 
and there'll be some, I'll have some questions about that too, Hank, first, but let's just, let's just start. So can you just give us a sense about Forest Planet and kind of what the larger visionary aim is and the goals and kind of where it stands right now? Sure. Great. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the opportunity to help get the word out. Yeah. Forest Planet is a 501c3 organization. It's uh, based here in Washington, D.C., but we have a uh, global visions. Uh, we're all about uh, reforestation and planting trees, uh, in, but in um, such a way that sort of maximizes the benefit to the soil, local environment, um, local habitat, and then also communities in peril. Um, trees are a great uh, machines, if you will, for stimulating and revitalizing depleted soil. And at the end of the day, really, it's all about the state of the soil. Uh, if it's been exhausted or uh, denuded or abused in any other ways, it cannot support life. It doesn't support life uh, locally. Then, you know, we're in trouble globally. Um, and uh, I've been sort of uh, aware of this uh, phenomenon reality for some time, some time now. And uh, when I was at Vassar, also sort of spent some time at Dartmouth in the engineering school there where we're studying systems theory and how the inter- and really it was all about the um, interconnectedness of things, whether it's a social system or electrical system or a mechanical system or a biological system like uh, a field or a meadow uh, where you have all kinds of interactions uh, between uh, uh, players, predator, prey, et cetera, et cetera. So... Um, but the engineer in me really loves the efficiency of it, where, you know, what is the you know, a critical sort of leverage point, touch point, if you will, where just a little bit of work or a little bit of focus or a little bit of improvements can be leveraged to, to benefit all different types of things. Or, as I say, check a lot of boxes with, um, with one fell swoop. And uh, it kind of turns out to be trees. Uh, for lots of reasons. It certainly sequesters carbon, keeps the planet cool, but revitalizes soil, offers a, uh, an area where um, microbial activity can come back, and that's critical for soil um, uh, just supportability of any agriculture is to just the, you know, the value of the soil and the quality of the soil. Um, and also you know, holding water, uh, effectively, the root systems can be thought of as sponges and, uh, if you will, kind of anchoring um, uh, revitalization uh, programs uh, around the world. So, and that I just always kind of like them because they look cool. <laughs> so, yeah, they do. And there's so many, there's so many varieties, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know all of them. Oh, yeah. 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 Don't even know all of them. So, Maybe that's a long answer to your question, but that's, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we're doing here at Forest Planet. Um, the good news about trees is, well, the bad news is that, you know, we've been cutting down billions with a B, um, replanting some, but the net loss is in the billions for the last many years, too many years. So we need to put them back. The good news is that if done right, that they do bounce back. They do come back quickly. Um, if you, uh, if you have the, the right, the right program. And the other good news is that if you're working in developing worlds that actually needs them the most, uh, the cost is reasonable. So um, I sort of average it all out to a dime. So when people are making a specific um, restricted donation to Forest Planet, $100, you get 1,000 trees. 
And wow. Yeah, and it, it, can, it can happen quickly because there's all kinds of an economic model going on there because the, you know, the people who are getting actually paid to plant these trees are also, you know, they're not getting, no one's getting rich. They're not, they're, they're not getting that much money, but uh, they're also getting the uh, ancillary benefits, the second, third, fourth order benefits of the trees. And that can accrue to those uh, communities in peril as well. So it really is almost an economic development organization masquerading mm-hmm. as an environmental one. Mm-hmm. And people support for any any number of reasons that they, uh, you know, that speaks to them personally, whether it's, you know, local climate, you know, local habitat, uh, global climate change, or uh, helping lift people out of poverty. It checks all the boxes. And that's what I really kind of love about uh, these large scale reforestation projects. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's one of the things when you were talking about the um, kind of the education um, through Dartmouth was the interconnectedness, right? And that's one of those current jargon uh, watchwords. But I really like it and particularly how you frame it. Uh, it, it from everywhere, everywhere from the kind of the I'm not going to say it correctly, but the kind of the biological piece of it. Right. The um, but all the way to giving people jobs um, and and helping with food security. And I just think that that's uh, that's an incredible way to leverage, you know, a sapling right into into helping society. I really think that's it's it's an interesting notion. Also thinking about the way that engineering also informs the work and how you look to be as efficient as possible in delivering the mission. I mean, those are all very interesting things for any social impact organization to think about. Yep. Would so let's talk a little bit about the model that you use because I think that'll be that will help inform folks really across the board, Hank. So let's talk about the model. So the model kind of starts with economic activity and works down to the soil. Okay, and, cool. Uh, so it starts with with the dime. So, you know, in the various and sundry jobs I've had since college, uh, a lot of it has been involved with the sales and uh, marketing of various stuff, usually tech stuff in some instances, renewable energy, which is a side passion of mine as well. Um, but for a while, I even had my own agency and started to look at, um, you know, human behavior and, and buying patterns and consumption patterns and how that's really kind of also helping contribute. And uh, so have, you know, sort of an interest in that as well. And along came, you know, awareness that you can plant a tree for a dime um, in, you know, in these in these places that need them. And I was like, well, you know, what a great uh, way to differentiate brands. So especially now when uh, the younger people, especially the younger people and, you know, the millennials take a rap and, you know, every young generation takes a rap. You know, mm-hmm. old folk, yeah. we took a rap. We were young. Yes, we did. Our people had loved and hated us when we were yet in our 20s, you know. <laughs> Come on, you know. So, yeah. But the, the great news about the younger generation is, is that they are green, green, green. And that is I can work with that. Um, so when you're talking about 10 cents a tree, you can get pretty creative with working with a brand to differentiate themselves in pretty much a crowded space. And in the marketplace that we have, as efficient as it is, there's most spaces are crowded. You need to stand out. So without greenwashing, without making lots of you know wild claims that you know we do this, we do that. Um, brands can just say, hey, listen, you know, for every online order of our product, we plant a tree. 
costs a dime, um, but it happens and it kind of makes that transaction, if you will, potentially carbon negative in that the footprint of the transaction is less than the offset of the tree. Yeah. Can you say that again for, you know, kind of slowly and sure. maybe with some some more simple words? <laughs> sure. So when you have a track transaction, you sell a product online, say a jar of honey, right? That's going to have a carbon footprint. Everything does because you had to produce the honey, you had to get the jar, you had to, you know, stock it, and then you had to ship it and then consume it and dispose of the jar however you do it. It has a footprint, right? It has impact on on society or on the environment, and that's fine. But if you plant a tree with that, that tree can offset anywhere from, you know, hundreds if not thousands of pounds of uh, CO2 over its life. So the offset of the tree is greater usually than the footprint of the transaction. Ah, okay. So in that regard, you're not carbon neutral. You're carbon negative. Mm. Just by doing that transaction, you basically help clean up other people's mess. Yes, that's that's one of those. Huh? Yes, I do. No, I do actually. I get that. So we're but we're not advocating less honey, more trees. We're go after the honey if you need it, but consider also the trees. Yeah, right. But the idea is that with a dime, you can bake it all in painlessly. Yeah, you know, pretty painlessly. So, um, quick plug here. I do have. I just happen to have a business partner, nine one one honey dot com, and they just happen to plant a tree for every order. Wow. Okay. So part of the understanding I want to have by the time we finish the conversation is the way that you are um, leveraging other partnerships, obviously, but um, this this whole marketing and communications and how you just framed that whole thing, like, in fact, 10 cents actually starts to clean up the environment because of the carbon footprint rather than just, and I don't, and the just is, you know, in those kind of, um, quotes we always use, air quotes we always use, but rather than just getting some leaves out, you know, on a tree to make things kind of cool and comfortable and isn't that, isn't that nice? There's a tree there. There's this whole reforestation and leveraging of the carbon footprint and alleviating your own and trying to alleviate somebody else's. So I want to, I want to go to, let's hold on to the partnerships one second. I want to talk about the marketing and the communication of that story. Well, that includes the partners because where I try to do it is, I mean, I'm growing my own audience and communicating that story. I mean, I certainly have a Facebook page and I have emails that I'm, you know, scratching and clawing and trying to get the word out and have blog posts and, you know, the standard stuff. Um, But my audience is only so big. The collective audience of my partners is orders of magnitude greater. So I'm kind of leveraging their audience. Yeah, helping them get the word out that by partnering with me, I'm giving them content that they can then use to a tell a story and then b differentiate their brand. Right. Right. So it's it's a it's a leverage thing, and I can I can reach a lot more people uh, that way to uh, you know to get the word out. So that's why actually on my Facebook is it's facebook.com forward slash go negative. Go green is a hackneyed term. Um, but go negative is like, huh? You know, gets people to say, well, what do you mean go negative? And at least, at least they're asking and at least, it, at least they don't ignore it. And I get a chance to sort of explain how I, how it goes. And then eventually I think I want to have a, just a whole campaign around that. So I have the domain go negative.org. And at some point in time, I'm going to definitely launch a, like a side campaign that 
carbon neutral is not good enough. We got to go negative. We got to get carbon out of the air, you know, net reduction big time. And usually it needs to go back into the soil. That's where most of it came from. Well, yeah, I like that because it's it's a um, I, I love campaigns that have call to action. Right. Yep. And and the way you explained it, uh, it makes it so simple. And it and it is one of those things versus looking at the planet and going, oh, my gosh, what's next? Right. I, there, it's too big. Right. It's it's too big a problem. It's too big an issue. I'm, I'm one little person. I have no idea how I can make a difference. You're showing me through a tree. I mean, I thank you for sharing it with all of us, but with a tree, all of a sudden the multiplier effect, and I'm not sure I'm using that mathematical term correctly, yeah. um, is, is, uh, is in fact exponential, yes. right, to use another mathematical term that I might be misusing. Um, so I, I get the partners. So let's go ahead and talk about the those kind of retail partnerships that you're using um, first. Yeah. So look, and I, I just sort of look at the reality of it. On, on one hand, people are saying, yeah, we got to like cut back on consumption and stop buying things in plastic. And that's all well and good. And that's all true. I think, um, you know, too much of our economy is based on uh, consumption without giving any thought to the waste that goes with that. That's a huge issue. Um, and that's that's more than I can sort of address here that we can sort of figure out. I'm figuring, okay, while there is consumption, at least can, and we have, you know, this was an engineering term, a co-flow, while you're consuming, can you at least in parallel plant a tree that helps sort of put the brakes on things? There are 200 billion, with a B, retail transactions every year in this world, and that's just with credit cards. That doesn't count cash mm-hmm. transactions. So that's a whole lot of transactions and my, you know, the BHAG, as they say, the big, hairy, audacious goal is to slip a tree in there, whether the merchant or the buyer pays for the tree every time you transact and sort of like, you know, want tree with that as opposed to want fry. <laughs> and literally, yes. that's that's easy or they split it. They go halvesies on it. Doesn't matter. You know, the billions of trees, tens of billions of trees can get planted fairly painlessly and the impact can happen fairly quickly. So with these retail transactions, we're talking, you know, consumer packaged goods um, like 911 Honey. And in fact, they have uh, machinery set up such that, yeah, they'll plant a tree for every order. But at checkout, the buyer can say, is given the option, do you want to plant a tree with that? And they collect uh, 11, 12 cents, whatever, keep a couple points for their, just for their trouble and their overhead. I get the dime, the tree gets planted, everybody's happy. So the consumers are playing a role, and I get my message out to that particular merchant's audience, uh, tag them in social media, but they start to come to me, and that's how I uh, sort of get my brand out there. But, you know, that's just like my showcase example. Um, There's millions, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of sites like that. Uh, or stores or merchants like that. So I'm just rolling up my sleeves and starting to figure out ways to, you know, not have, you know, dozens of partners, but, you know, tens of thousands of them over the next few years. That's that's the big goal. I think that's wonderful. And you you just explained it so so you can, it's so simple, right? So um, for everyone out there who's listening, share the podcast so you can understand the genius behind the the model and and uh, figure out if forestplanet.org can be in your future so that we can um, actually go negative. I really I really like that a lot. Thanks. Hank. Yeah, on my on my web page, I do have a, a partnerships 
and it's not just merchants, but it's also events and um, because those also have a, a carbon footprint. So, for example, there's three sports teams, believe it or not. The ultimate disc, ultimate Frisbee is a thing. When we were at, at Vassar, they were just playing out in front of noise and we'd run, jump and play. You know, that's nice. But now it's a professional sport in 20. Yeah, but we did. Uh, yeah, but we did have a classmate who was the. What did what did Judy? What she held some national title? She did. Um, yeah. yeah, the the longest or the fastest throw or something. I mean, I don't know. She is still an icon for those of us in our class. But I digress. Yeah. But, <laughs> Wait a minute. And she had her name on on one of the frisbees. Remember that? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Totally did. Yeah. And yep. uh, that's like a, like a her her class was doing that. That was great. This is a team sport. Where, you know, guys are running around and flying around. It's, it's really fun. It's the American Ultimate Disc League. Check it out. But I'm now up to last year I had one, but now I have three teams that just plant a tree for every ticket they sell to every home game this year. And it's cool. just by showing up, you planted a tree. And um, there's a team in D.C., there's a team in Raleigh, North Carolina, and a team down in Tampa Bay. I couldn't be prouder of them. Um, and at the same time, I made met the folks that are – uh, doing uh, some some TEDx um, uh, conferences, which are all independently produced, so you have to talk to them individually, and there are hundreds of them every month. But you know, I just roll up my sleeve. So right here in the Washington D.C. area, we just had TEDx Bethesda. They had like a thousand attendees, um, but they plant a tree for every attendee. It was painless. It really didn't really hurt. So I would say that 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 they planted a thousand trees. Uh, just with that one afternoon conference, and I would submit that made that whole conference carbon negative. Haven't done wow. that, but uh, if not, it's close. Um, same thing with Columbus Circle; they did ten trees per registration, and I just got the agreement signed up with TEDx Riverton, which is, believe it or not, in Salt Lake City region. They're going to plant ten trees for every registration. I'm talking to other sports teams, so pretty much I'm targeting these 200 billion retail transactions, trying to get some. Uh, momentum and moving forward. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm kind of dialing for dollars to make that all happen. Now, the the second half of the model, to go back to your original question, is like, okay, let's actually, we got the money, let's plant the trees. Um, my thinking along those lines is that it takes a lot of money to create a program. Um, you got to stink a lot of cash and you got to spin it up in, you know, some country that I frankly have never been to. Uh, or uh, haven't been and don't have uh, the boots on the ground, so to speak. So uh, this was a uh, rent versus own business model where, you know what, I'm going to subcontract it out. There are good programs up and running already now around the world doing great jobs, have been doing great jobs, have been planting millions of trees completely under the radar. Um, Some people might know about them, most people don't, that um, frankly just need more money. Um, so we have a symbiotic relationship where when it t- comes time for me to plant the tree, I, you know, I write the check and just give it to people who know what they're doing. So effectively, uh, if you're looking at this in a business model, I'm kind of a white label. But part of my goal here is to make the relationships with the merchants, but also have an educational component to it and let people know that, A, this is happening, B, it's possible, and C, it works. So I'm kind of in the, in, the, in the market of selling hope a little bit. Um, the first program that I've been working with is in Madagascar, and this group's up and running, and people can go there directly if they want. Um, certainly not saying they can't. 
Um, and they've been doing about 20 million uh, mangrove trees a year, which are extremely important for the local economy and the local environment. And if not the, the entire fish population of the entire Indian Ocean um, can be affected by the tr- uh, mangrove trees in Madagascar. So that's a whole 20 minute conversation, just what they're doing. The second program I'm working with is in Tanzania, where uh, massive clear cutting uh, over the past uh, few decades. And there's a great group in the Usambara mountain regions that are trying to put them back. And, uh, you know, 95% of their bandwidth is planting the trees. They don't really have the chops or the connections or uh, the mindset or what have you or the time to talk to Frisbee teams in, in Tampa Bay. I do. <laughs> That's 90%, 95% of my bandwidth is getting that and then channeling it through. So in one regard, it's, um, you know, I've always been kind of a connector and now my organization is a connector in that regard. But that's where it goes all the way from buying honey online from an organic apiary in southeastern Pennsylvania to getting a tree planted in Madagascar that then creates, you know, a, a welcoming and warm and protective habitat for all kinds of marine species at the bottom of the marine food chain. We make that whole connection all the way through. That's amazing. I, this this web that you have created not only in this conversation, but in your model uh, with your organization of Forest Planet is, uh, it's amazing. And it really does begin with a sapling. Um, And the efficiency of, you know, the engineering and the systems theory and thinking about economic development and becoming kind of this conduit to uh, folks who actually are, you know, boots on the ground, if you will, uh, to plant the trees. And it's it's just very efficient. Uh, And I also like how convenient and painless and simple the ability to onboard onto Forest Planet and to just start to evoke change is is breathtaking, really. It's 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 so simple. And and you also mentioned um, you know special events, but I, I suspect this also would help with schools like PTOs or uh, you know any kind of. Um, any kind of organization that likes to reach out or likes to educate people on certain issues of, of social challenges. It seems like you've, you know, you've kind of got these different lanes that you can um, use the model and customize it to the wants and needs and the visions and goals of some of these other organizations. That's exactly right. I mean, customization and creativity is, is you know, and, you know, frankly, Debbie, that's that's fun. It's just fun, really, you know, mm-hmm. the agenda of the organization, what do they want to achieve and how can I sort of, you know, um, manipulate with a small M. And I mean that in the, in the positive sense of the word, you know, sure. my goals uh, to, um, to to align with, with their objectives. Because as I tell a number of brands, like, look, at 10 cents a tree, we can get really creative. Like, you know, what, as I say, you know, what you want, <laughs> you know, we can put it together. Yeah. You know, and then what can I do as an organization? I'm growing an audience and I can, you know, get the word out. So, you know, as a 501c3, I kind of consider myself almost like a a public radio station where, yeah, their their objective is to inform, but they have, quote, underwriting. So we all know that, you know, Joe's Ford, who's underwriting WABC, you know, whatever it is in um, public radio in Boise, Idaho, is underwriting that, you know, nudge wink. They can never say go buy a car from Joe's Ford. They just say Joe's Ford helped deliver this to you. And we all know what that what that means. So 
right? I can't call it advertising. I can't do a specific call to action, but they call it underwriting. And, you know, everybody knows what that means. Sure. Uh, And that's just, that's the reality. That's economic reality. That's business reality. And we just have to work with it. And, you know, and that's fine. So then I'm, I was like, okay, well then Joe's Ford success is my success. So I do within the constraints of, you know, my, you know, tax designation to be of assistance to Joe Ford, Joe's Ford or whomever. And that's fine. Everybody, everybody wins in that regard. I am taken by your way to look outward and how to use Forest Planet to, just as you said, help others. So it's helping others in terms of an event. It's helping others in terms of getting their message out. Their it's agenda. helping. Yes. Right, 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 right. It's helping others in terms of, you know, having the finances and the wherewithal and the leverage and the connections to get the trees to the place that you know, need to have that reforestation happen, which, again, um, provides economic security, food security, and frankly, a future. And that's a, that's a different position to sit in when you're also working so very hard to keep and, and maintain and grow your own organization. I, I really, um, I, I just, I, that is just something that from this conversation, I, I really want to, to lift up that it, it's about Forest Planet, but it's really about all these other folks in this kind of, you know, word web, if you will, yep. of ideas and connections and how, whether you're getting kind of the juice or not from it, from the hard work, it's just, I'm just here to help as many folks as I possibly can while staying directed, while staying simple, uh, so that so that um, what you're trying to do doesn't become all things to everybody, but has a, has a purpose and, and keeps its intentions clear. Let me ask you, Hank, if, if um, and I'm, you're really, really good at this, um, and I'll go ahead just because we're in your neck of the woods as well as mine. So what can DC do for you as a call to action? And then, you know, us Nashvillians down here, we are all about helping. And so what can these two urban centers do for you? So anybody can help. I mean, I, I, I'm a global organization. My, the, the DC folks here, um, I try to get them on my list and they can attend events. We're starting to produce our own events um, getting the models sort of shaken out. So if you're in the Washington, D.C. area, please opt into our list because we do do uh, film screenings. We've got a program I think we're trying to put together with the uh, American University. Um, they have a school for uh, environmental film. Uh, and, you know, these are these are great works that need to get screened. And it's a good source of content for me. So I think it's going to be a good symbiotic relationship with them. And if you're on my list, you'll hear about it. And if you hear about it, come out and check it out. So there's that. Um, I want to sort of replicate that model and, you know, uh, you know, major urban areas, you know, steadily one at a time um, and, you know, start in the east because that's where I am. But move, move west. This is not a Washington, D.C. organization, even though I'm kind of starting here. I use Washington as my Petri dish, if you will, you know, sort of check it all out. Um, but people around anywhere and I do have uh, supporters around the country um, who uh just happen to breathe oxygen. And in fact, you know, if you uh, take a deep breath, Debbie, and the oxygen that you pulled out of the air, 40% of that came from a tree. So we're kind of all in this together. Or as we say, you know, trees planted anywhere help everyone everywhere. Um, 
and it, it really it, it, it's small. And, and one of the visuals that I sort of set down, in fact, I'm going to be doing a little class at a local school here in D.C., which I would like to take nation nationwide, um, is uh, imagine a basketball. So about the basketball, say that's the earth. Now take a piece of paper and fold it once and then fold it again. So basically you got four pieces of paper. The thickness of the four pieces of paper is to the basketball what the earth's atmosphere is to the earth. Hmm. Skinny. Wow. And things that are skinny are delicate, right? So yes. um, that's something to carry in your mind. So if you're in Nashville or if you're in Paducah, I don't, you know, I don't really care. You know, we're all kind of in this atmosphere together. And, you know, we need to sort of work on that now. But having said that, people in Nashville, do you know a business that um, is doing anything that might want to help differentiate their brand? Make an introduction. Um, check out my website. You know, if you're in the market for X, Y or Z, you know, look for the brands that plant a tree with that. Vote with your dollars. People can do that at any time. Um, and then moving forward, uh, if you're on our list, this model that we have with this school here in D.C. We're going to be teaching some classes there in early June. I'm really excited about that, actually, because it involves hands-on tree kits. That's another discussion. Um, but there's no reason why I can't sort of crank that up and make that a nationwide program with, you know, millions of dollars in funding, which is exactly what I want to do with it. So it gets the kids aware that by growing their little trees in their, in their schools, they've helped the planet, which is literally true. Right. In their own little way. They just need to be mindful of all that. So people in Nashville and people can in whatever, there's a lot they can do. Again, you know, introductions to businesses, get on our list and see what we're doing. Check out the businesses that we're working with already. You know, if you like honey, there's a really cool company called Auto Be Green. They sell re-refined oil, basically reclaimed oil. And they planted five trees for every online order. But this is like for every gallon of re-refined motor oil that you use it's 40 gallons of crude that do not need to be pumped because you basically recycled and reclaimed that existing oil so we've got a ton of stories like that where again it's like you go about your day keep an eye, um, eye on the prize but you know uh it's it's, it's a simple painless thing to um, to participate yeah i have to say for all of the social impact organizations around the world that are listening you have given so many opportunities to uh, get stronger, get bigger, help others through your examples. And I think, I have to say, for a medium that really depends on the voice to get the message across, as a podcast does, I think this has been probably one of the most visual conversations because of the way you've used examples. Um, I mean, I've seen every example that you have have provided for us. That's just, that's an incredible gift. So, um, Hank, as we wrap, because you and I obviously could talk for hours, but, <laughs> um, you know, this, so the podcast is, is 3 a.m. because we are, um, we honor that middle of the night kind of uh, wake up. What am I supposed to do? What the heck am I doing? You know, should I move forward? Um, but, it also is that moment sometimes that can that causes you to to wake up and you stay up because something's keeping you up. So, so as we wrap and finish this incredibly informative conversation uh, about ForestPlanet.org and and its 
founder and chief everything, Hank Dearden. Um, what keeps you up, Hank? Well, if I thought about it, it would keep me up, and that's the current state of the environmental situation. And I, I guess, honestly, to be totally honest with you, I force myself not to think about it, just to deal with it, because it would keep me up. I need my sleep. <laughs> um, and I, I, I sleep well. And part of it is just I sort of just block out the things that I know I'm working on, but I can only do once at a time. Mm. Um, anything that's negative, I get rid of. That's great. Well, Hank, um, you have chosen an incredible way to live your life. And I, I love you for it. I'm so I'm so <laughs> proud of you. And I'm um, I just think forestplanet.org is wonderful. So thank you for joining us from D.C. Thank you. Uh, and um, I'm sure we'll have further conversations because I hear there'll be even more ideas that we need to discuss. But um, until the next time on the dance floor, you're the best. Thank you. Uh, go Vassar. And um, this is Deb McFarlane Enright on the 3 a.m. podcast. So that's 3 a.m. for this episode. We understood how Hank Dearden of Forest Planet disrupts the status quo of doing business in the social impact space by focusing on how he can help other organizations through connections and business opportunities to ultimately achieve his goal of driving reforestation one sapling at a time. You'll hear more of our conversation with access to materials to send you to the next level. Let us know how we can be of help to you. Simply reach out at the McFarland Group. Let me spell McFarland for you. It's M-A-C, lowercase F-A-R-L-A-N, themcfarlandgroup.com. And subscribe to 3AM. Thank you for listening. And a special shout out to Relationary Marketing. Clark and Chuck help us so much, not only with the taping of the studio, but making sure that our podcast reaches as many people as possible. We couldn't do it without them. We also thank the Entrepreneur Center of Nashville, our home base for the taping of our podcast. My name is Deb McFarlane Enright. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on my email. You can reach me at deb at themcfarlandgroup.com. We've more to come. We hope you'll stay tuned. I'll talk to you the next time on 3 a.m.